Hello there guys and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I am joined by Alex and Evie of the band Noir. Now if you haven't already checked them out, Noir is an alternative metal band that incorporates many other genres within, including rap, so I really implore anyone who's got a more of an eclectic music taste such as myself to go and check them out. They are on Spotify and all the usual sort of music places, they've got a video on YouTube as well, and in the description I've included a link to their website, their merch, the Spotify link to their newest single, as well as their social media places. Couple of little bullet points for the chat. What we spoke about was trying to avoid getting pigeonholed into one specific genre as a band, uh, the songwriting process and the upcoming EP and other singles and things that Noir have got releasing. We also speak about Let Live, Fever 333, essentially the frontman Jason Butler of those. Uh, we speak about band identity, taking risks as a band and a few other things like that. So it's quite a music orientated chat. There'll be no promo today, so make sure you go check out Noir on Spotify, check out Vanity, pretend that's a promo, have a bit of fun there. And yeah, then come back to this chat and listen to the end, and I'll be back right at the end just to give a bit of insight into what's coming in the next few weeks of Genuine Chit Chat. So really appreciate you guys sort of checking out the show. Make sure you look us up on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you feel like it deserves it, go on any of the usual podcasting review sites and send us a review. So thanks as always, guys, and I'll talk to you at the end. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. And I'm here today with Alex and Evie from Noir. Welcome, guys. It's great to have you on the show. Yeah, what's up? How's it going? It's going well, going well, obviously, as well as it can be in the current lockdown climate, but we're here to talk about music, so let's go on with that. And uh, I've listened to you guys' band quite a lot, and I love it. I think Vanity, your new single, is my favourite of the three singles you've got out, and I love the video as well. It's uh, very well made. So before we sort of get into that, I'd, I want to ask you guys, how, how did you meet? Obviously, there's more members of your band too, but what kind of got you guys to meet, and what kind of got you to start Noir? Do you want to take that, Alex? Uh, yeah, I mean... We all um, met really in Bath because we all uh, did the commercial music course at Bath Spa University. So um, we all kind of met in the first year. Because like, a part of the course, you had to like form a band's performance uh, modules. So we all kind of like gravitated to each other because we were like the few people who kind of like heavy music, really. So it was kind of like, the, you know, like, cause we did, I remember like we did like the first time I met Jake and Sonny, the, um, the other guitarist and the bassist, the twins. Uh, we were at a, um, it did, like, a, we did like a Weatherspoons meetup. Uh, social thing um before and then you just looked over and this is like this is like before where they like wore patch jackets and stuff and he just straight away and he was like oh, okay there's some heavy music i'll chat to these guys <laughs> so, um <laughs> you know so it was kind of like that really and yeah we just kind of like we started playing uh jamming together we kind of just yeah that really we just like from the get-go i think we kind of knew we had like a bit of a unique sound because like because there's so many like different we all came with different influences and stuff and i think it, we kind of knew Throughout the first year being a band together, we had something different, something kind of, you know, yeah, something unique and just like a, diff- a sound that just comes from those five people in the room. So we, like, we, yeah. we were definitely just like we gravitated together because we just we're all so weird. I yeah. think like we just we, we wanted to just like we wanted to we wanted to keep our own influences as much as we could at all times when we were writing. But we were all open to like everyone else's stuff. And we would we would sh- we'd show each other like lots of music and stuff that we were into at the time, and it was just everyone was so different. Like like the twins used to like always listen to black metal and wear patch jackets. Like and now and now Jake is like the biggest Bon Iver fan. 
we've just <laughs> we just like he's a changed man like it, it's been a while like we've, we've been a band for like almost coming up to three years now yeah. and it, yeah we we start we started uni as a band and we've we've all just graduated except from alex yeah, but it's been a good time like we're, we're all just kind of like best buds just doing what we're doing and trying to make trying to make a fun thing out of a dead genre that we enjoy you know mm. That's brilliant, yeah. And it's getting into sort of just genres uh, in itself. Obviously, you touched upon it that you guys are heavy. Uh, what what genre would you describe noir as? And I want to clarify that jo- trying to push a band into a genre is not something I always like to do because then immediately you get yeah. loads of other stuff. But if you could, if you could name even many genres, just vaguely, what would you kind of describe it as? Like the, it's the it's the worst part of trying to market your band is trying to push 100%. yourself. It's trying to pigeonhole your music. It's, it's not 100%. fun. I think it's like really is like metalheads love boxes in a way like you know they're like that's black metal that's doom that's you know (laughs) that's like metalcore that's deathcore like and it's like i think that's the biggest challenge we've had but i think like the one we kind of we find it easiest to kind of gravitate towards i guess is new metal uh with that kind of like obviously with the hip-hop the rap the kind of the elements of kind of rhythm and groove uh so like that's the one we kind of go to the most but I guess we almost kind of consider it, it's like a new take on the genre in terms of like, we combine, like, so that we all kind of, because like, I, I definitely grew up with that kind of new metal sound, the kind of like, you know, Linkin Park, System, those sort of bands at the start. But I think it's like, for us, it's like, it's combining those sort of heavy elements, but with more modern hip hop bands. Because I mean, like, obviously, you know, like, he's a massive on modern hip hop and like knows, you know, he, you're a really <laughs> I do like I do like my modern hip hop. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of cool stuff going on, and I've I've always found like I I I just can't I I can't compare when uh, there's just a genre mashup that just works really well and it shouldn't like and we we want to we want to make those songs where you can just it doesn't matter what kind of music you like you'll find something in in the songs you know if you like any kind of if you like wide areas of metal, there'll be some part of our music you'll enjoy because we, we all do like the different parts. I think that's, that's just it. <laughs> that's that's it that's one of the, the best things really i think with where there's been so many years now since obviously metal just the standard word metal i'd say kind of birthed by sort of black sabbath that sort of thing and then evolved with metallica and those sort of bands in the 80s but when that came out that was more classed as heavy metal whereas as metal has got heavier and heavier and heavier heavy metal is no longer what heavy metal was and it becomes this you know genres now are almost <laughs> exactly yeah well, metal exactly. now really you know, it's like, you know, like thinking about it, it's like, you know, new metal and all those like the people who grew up listening to that are all like way into their 20s and 30s now. So think about Metallica and Black Sabbath. That's more like granddad metal at this point. Yeah, mm. 100% agree with you. And the, the thing is as well, it's funny, is I saw an article a little while ago about um, Slipknot. It's probably about five years ago now. And it said like, uh, does listening to Slipknot now class as old people music? And like, I'm 26. So that was when I was like, you know, 21, 22. And I was like, no, don't tell me that Slipknot is classed as old people music. Like, they're one of my favorite bands. Like, maybe when I have kids one day, you know, they think that it's old person music. But I was like, it's called new metal. Surely that, that helps with something, you know? Yeah. Like, I think it was the new take on the sound. Like, mm. I, it's, it's, it, I, I don't really know how, how bands do it nowadays and how they market things that are technically new metal. But you don't really want to, you don't want to put it as new metal because it sounds old somehow mm. new metal sounds like an old genre 
<laughs> exactly. People just equate it to that kind of nineties, like noughties movements of just like yeah. Limp Biscuit and stuff like that. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. Is like with the new metal, the first things I think of is kind of maybe Slipknot's first album, but then also yeah, Papa Roach, Limp Biscuit, and Lincoln Park. But they're all, they're all quite different. And if if you say new metal to one of the metal elitists, they'll immediately zoom to everything they hate about Limp Biscuit. Yeah, and it's yeah, like well, that's yeah. not necessarily accurate. You know, it, it's that's why genres. Before I asked that question, I did want to preface it because I was like trying to identify yourself as a genre isn't always a good thing but yeah. it is kind of fun to ask band members about it sometimes just to be a bit mean <laughs> i mean like i i studied new metal for my dissertation actually oh nice. and I, yeah i did my whole um sort of dissertation on like the rise of the genre and how it how it kind of became successful and i think like i think like new metal is it's getting to that point where eventually you know after like 10 years where the genre is uncool it's starting to become cool again in terms of like it's become like a lot of bands are kind of admitting, like, yeah, no, I really, I really like Corn. I really like um, Deftones and all this. So, like, Deftones, I think, is now one of the most popular bands among musicians in terms of, like, you know, everyone going back and saying they love Deftones. Because I think what people sort of forget about new metal was that it was like a really interesting time of experimentation in music in terms of heavy music. Because, like, before new metal in in the eighties, it was very much you had the thrash sound. It was, you know, it was just drums, guitar, bass, everything, you know, you played large, you played fast, you had your image, it was incredibly tribal in terms of like, this is our sound, this is our thing. And then New Metal came along and just totally changed that. And then like, you know, you had DJs in the band, you had um, like so many influences from stuff like reggae and hip hop. And I think that really, it reinvented metal as a whole. And actually it kept it relevant in the mainstream. And like, I think re- in reality, it's probably the last time metal was extremely popular in the mainstream. Was yeah, that's true. So I think, I think, I think like the new metal is putting those sort of thing of like, it's kind of cool to take influence from, but not equate yourself with too heavily, like heavily, because it is a, it's a, it's a dad genre almost now. Yeah. So there you go. And with, with your sound, I'd say with, if we take vanity as an example, like I wouldn't myself, if you said to me, what genre is that? I wouldn't know. Because as you say, like exactly. it's almost every 20 seconds of the song is different. Cause like yeah. there's bands that, um, that are like loathe and Lotus eater and these sorts of low, uh, Nox loose is another example where you've got that low guitar and you feel it in your fucking yeah. bones. And it's like, yeah, that fucking, uh, and you've got that in vanity, but also you've got the melodic parts as well, which are really, really cool. And a lot of uh, amazing guitar work and things, but then you've also also got so you've got like if you took out bits of vanity you could probably make it sound like if you played the clips four completely different songs of different genres within the alternative scene in different ways yeah which is one of the things i love about it it's a very interesting thing and the more i listen to the song the more things i find to like about it man we we, we miss playing it live so much like it's, yeah. it's just like that song is just so much fun to play and like we wrote it, I think, really, really quick. I think, yeah. I think I just asked George to just do a. I just told him like fast hip hop beat go, and he just started playing this like hi hat rhythm, and I was like, okay, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure. Um, like, we, we I, I think I remember it because I think when we decided to write the song, I'm pretty sure we just kind of went right. We want something heavy but different that we can have enough. Like we wanted a track that was quick, aggressive, in your face. Yeah, just like just like that, really. And I think yeah, we like we came up with um, I think the drum beat. Every just when I think Sonny also had um, this like really spooky guitar line that just became the whole riff of the song. And yeah, just the it's so crazy. I loved it. Yeah, like I think we just we just built everything kind of like 
like we built around around this sort of premise of like we want this to be heavy and in your face but different and just kind of like people can like you know go away thinking okay i haven't heard this sound before it's a very menacing song like and that's i think that's where i got the idea for vanity like with the lyrics and all like i just felt like the song was so red like when 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 you hear the song it just sounds red you know it sounds it sounds angry it sounds kind of mysterious i wanted to do it i wanted to just make it very almost kind of theatrical in a way i i kind of take the listener on a bit of a journey with the flows you, you don't know what's coming next and that's 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 fun with our music that's part of the adventure. That's part of the fun. And linking it with that out of interest, if um, I'd like to ask, with the lyrics of Vanity and also, well, we'll start with that. With the lyrics of Vanity, is, is there some sort of specific meaning uh, to them or is it fit in with a wider theme of what Noir are trying to say? Um, it was. It's kind of about people who are like obsessed with themselves and that like people who like for, for the sake of their public image were just like change like everything about them and that kind of that kind of thing like i'm I, i'm kind of tired of the kind of culture of people would every everyone looks the same and they're just like making the same terrible uh, like instagram posts and whatnot and they always <laughs> they always look the same it's terrible they're all just they're just like manufactured people you know mm. and but it's also kind of the the parts of myself that I that I feel that I feel vain about sometimes, you know, like with the band and like trying trying to make it with a band is quite you know it's quite a mainstream thing to do. People are trying all, like, all the time to to kind of make it in inverted commas, and and it's about slipping into the trap and trying not to get too deep into like being on your own, being so vain about yourself. Like don't don't OD on your own vanity, like. Mm. It's, it's, yeah, it's a slippery slope. And I guess it's about that. It's about self-reflection and in, in, genu- in what is it? Ingenuity. Does that mean, I think that's the wrong word. Disingenuous. That's the one. He's got it. <laughs> well, you can say it and I'll edit it together. You <laughs> came up with it. <laughs> All right. Excellence. Disingenuous. <laughs> right, there you go. Perfect edit. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, I think like just like I add to that, just like not letting your ego run to your head, and it's just like, especially like you know from our experience, like you know being in a band and like trying, you know, trying to make it in the scene and like in the industry, it is like it's extremely tough, and it's like it, that's why like when you know people come to you at the shows, it's like oh my god, it's amazing that sort of stuff, and it's like it's just trying to keep yourself grounded. Remember that like you know, even though like you've got all this like cool stuff is happening and like you know stuff's moving and getting streams and getting views all that sort of stuff it's just keeping yourself grounded and remember like okay yeah but we've still got a long way to go and we've still got to work so got a lot of hard work to do yeah and just like you know remembering that like you know again yeah just keep yourself grounded and, like mm. at that kind of level yeah and it's it's one of those things which is it's, it's very interesting that you say that because i've thought quite a lot that especially in the alternative scene is quite big on image and it comes part and parcel with being sort of underground and not the mainstream obviously a lot of mainstream things have got image as well but to kind of make it in the alternative scene both rap alternative stuff as well as you know metal and more heavy alternative things you really have to push an image with it a lot more so than i would say than pop only on the basis that I'd say that alternative bands such as yourselves have a much harder job trying to, as in air quotes, make it than a standard pop artist, for example, because you have to try and appeal and find the right people. 
Because one of the issues, obviously, a lot of people just don't like rap music. And okay, mm. that's fine. But a lot of people really, really hate any music with unclean vocals. And I think that might be probably one of the biggest hurdles. And obviously, you're not trying to target the people who don't like heavy music necessarily. But with your sort of widespread of genres, I can imagine that is potentially a thought in yours. So in that sort of mindset what do you guys sort of think about you know trying to market the band and also the band's general image and things like how have you been finding that hmm don't take that Alex. i think like yeah i think we've it's it's kind of more like with the image of the band we try to kind of like it's understanding that you know at the end of the day you know like we understand that we're metal like metal especially like with that image of metal it's i think we found it hard but also kind of like easy in terms of like we know there's like a base thing of like, you know, we're five guys playing metal already. We haven't really got any fancy costumes, fancy kind of, um, you know, that most of it is kind of around the fact that I think we've got this kind of new sound and we're pushing it. We want to bring something new to the, new into the scene and new into, new to the genre really. And we're also kind of thinking, okay, with the image as well, I think also we just also like I know definitely Evie and Jake just naturally dress kind of different and kind of like are constantly looking for like clothes either in charity shops or from bigger brands that just kind of look different. And I think that has kind of just gelled into the band eventually with all five of us and we've all, and it's just kind yeah. of like, and also like the scene that we're a part of in Bath is very diverse. And the fact that there's heavy bands, but there's also indie bands. There's also, um, you know, there's singer songwriters and there's DJs and it's just kind of like this, eclectic gathering of just like styles and genres and and again i think the whole idea of like you know your metal you have to wear a patch jacket or you have to wear (laughs) like i think that's kind of changing and i think it's kind of you know people are accepting that um you can just take influence like and i think that both musically and image wise that's happening so it's why you've got a lot of metal bands now who are kind of like screaming but they're also kind of sort of dressing a bit like indie bands or like they're going to a rave you know and it's kind of like that sort of image is slowly changing. And I think we're kind of like, I think we're also, we're always kind of thinking, all right, what's going to make us stand out and what's going to make us different? Because I think that's just who really, in a way we kind of are as people, because we're kind of just thinking, okay, we kind of want to be a bit different and a bit out there because yeah, we're weird. And (laughs) you know, that's kind of, that's kind of what we go with, I think. So, yeah. I think, I think people, people know what a new metal band looks like. And we don't want to adhere any, anywhere near to that really. Like, because it, it, we're all very individual people in the way that we dress and how how much like we put into like what we what we wear and like change, changing styles up and whatnot. I know George doesn't give a rat's ass about clothes. <laughs> he just he just chilling like, and I, I respect him for that because that's his style and it still works. It's like. He's, he if he asks like oh should we wear like a certain type of thing for a gig and we're like yeah and we just buy it for him instead he probably, <laughs> doesn't, he probably doesn't own it <laughs> like, <laughs> or good like and I feel like the the metal culture and in terms of like clothing and design and all it's become super mainstream like you see it you see it in like H and M in the front window on like a shirt with flowers on it there's just like black metal logos and whatnot like Mm. it's terrible and like 
it's genre appro- appropriation a bit. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know how much I, I think, I think I'm okay with it to an extent because it's, it's an interesting art style. But when it's like super saturated and you see stuff that doesn't have any business being associated with metal and whatnot, it's weird. That's a bit of a tangent. I mean, I'd, I'd rather go out wearing something that people wouldn't even think I do metal, but I kind of look like a metal head, just mm-hmm. the way that I am. Like, I, I just go around with headphones and I have like long ass hair and tattoos. And I could, I could be wearing, like, I'm wearing this like, fluffy hoodie at the moment that's just like super cozy and i just like wear that out the house all the all the time it's 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 cool i don't i don't think metal necessarily needs a super cool image and mm. if you as soon as you start to think you're cool you're super uncool <laughs> i think also like metal is one of the genres where people can see right through you in terms of like, yeah they can tell when you're being fake and I think it's like the artist doing well. It's like, you know, the thing like artists that right now who are kind of wearing out their outfits is like, you know, someone like Poppy, you know, I think people can tell with Poppy that like, geez, she just naturally, she kind of like, you know, likes that kind of out there style and that sort of stuff. It's like mm-hmm. Lotus Eater, you know, you could tell, like I could imagine him, you know, going to the pub with like his friends and like those guys wearing those sort of like kind of outfits. And I think 100%. like the guys in um, Love, you know, like I'm pretty sure like they all shared uh, recently playlists in lockdown. And there was like, most of them all had shoegaze bands on it. So like, mm. I think that's why, like with us, I think we want the image to reflect us. And I think part of that is, we, again, yeah, we want to kind of just be different and stand out and just kind of like be us. This is our thing, you know, come along for the ride if you want. And that's it. And it's, it's one of those things where obviously, although I'm not a content creator in the same way that you guys are, it's still in that sort of, you know, the ethereal market of, you know, internet. Now we have seen the internet times and things. Obviously you guys have got the hardest job where it's like you bands now trying to sell a CD or even if you make CDs is not even really consideration for a lot of people because people don't have CD players because Spotify is such a big thing now. So trying to make music from the music itself is so much harder now. And so I do not envy you guys in that sort of regard. But what I found as well is in the realm of just podcasting and things, it's like, it's such a shame because I'd say it's only really maybe 60 or 70% maybe of it is actual what your content is. And then I'd say the rest of it is more or less luck because i've yeah. said before like on the show like my podcast it gets a fair amount of listens and that's nice it's not enough to make a, a living on but like if someone like joe rogan or a celebrity of any kind they sh- if they shared one tweet with a link to my podcast the amount of people who'd listen if they had like millions and millions of yeah. twitter followers if one percent of them even listened it could potentially change my entire life and it's same yeah. with um an example i use is i think it was reading or glastonbury um i think it's arctic monkeys the drummer was wearing a royal blood t-shirt and royal blood at the time had like two songs out now they're a cracking band they're really really good but because of just a a member of arctic monkeys wearing a t-shirt and the festival and obviously it got put on tv and that sort of thing straight afterwards royal blood all of their stuff shot out they were doing like sellout tours when they uh, of like you know reasonable sized venues just sort of pubs and things but for a band with two songs out that it's just a lot of it is exposure and where I kind of describe it as the with the internet and things, unfortunately, it's a blessing and a curse because everyone's got a platform and that's really cool because you don't need to spend, you still have to spend a fair amount of money on production and things a lot of the time, but there's a lot more avenues to kind of be able to do things yourself in a lot of ways. But equally with that, there's a lot of ways for a lot of people who are crap to also do it and kind of 
flood everything with noise if you know what i'm saying yeah uh, I, yeah I, I get that that's that story of raw blood is just mental <laughs> <laughs> it's like like I, I i might as well just send some hoodies to like the members of corn just hoping like, <laughs> just for, like here's a hoodie check out my band <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's a dream now you've, you've created a dream sir <laughs> yeah, I, want I want that to happen i'm pretty sure that like with royal blood though the reason why the drummer of arts and monkeys was wearing it was because ultimately the band is good and i don't think the band mm. i don't think royal blood would have had the growth and like longevity and success that they would have had if they weren't good and i think ultimately and like you know sometimes like people like can bring a lot of crap i think ultimately though it comes down to the fact that as a band like you can have like all other elements of that stuff, but you, you just have to be good and i think the bands that do succeed at local le- level or uh, beyond i think there is a thing that actually like these guys have something special so mm-hmm. and again like you have to have all the elements kind of down like you can have an amazing you know you have like you record an amazing track and everything and say like you, you invest so much time and money and whatever into this track and everything and you get a really good video and it goes up on facebook as well people come to your live shows but your live show doesn't have it and i think then that will switch like you might have a few like five minutes of fame but then you know i don't think people will latch on as much so i think like really with royal blood royal blood probably just had it you know they just had that factor good songs unique sounds and they probably had a bit of a cult following i reckon at that time that's why the drummer of arson monkeys was probably wearing the shirt he's probably just genuinely a fan of the music and then boom yeah i think i think in our genre it's kind of we need to really bring in the new people at shows rather than over the internet like because people won't remember you from a discover weekly like a single stream on your discover weekly really but if Mm. if you meet a band at a show and you get a piece of merch you get whatever like you see how good they are live and you you could be a fan for life like you can you'll listen to all the tracks more than once I, i think it's more we're more reliant on how the live shows go rather than pumping out single after single and if if any of them are super crap then nobody will listen to them. we don't we don't want that on our on our record you know like yeah we we we, we put out as much as we feel we need to <laughs> like mm. we we we're playing it safe and not taking a lot of risks with this band because we 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 want to get it right you know we're growing like all the time and We've got so much like interesting stuff in the works and at the moment we we can only really have positive thoughts about the future of the band and like we we just wish lockdown didn't happen man like it's sorry to bring <laughs> to bring in sorry to bring in that awful word but like it, it, it hit us like a like a really slow train you know like because you don't really feel the effects until you've like you've been pushed quite far down it you know it's like, a very good way of putting it, actually. It, it, it's, it's like you're strapped to the front of a train. It's going really slowly. <laughs> it's going towards another train. And <laughs> there's a kid on the tracks. There's, oh, it's, it's terrible. Um, but, yeah, just in not being able to do the things that's like, it's a, it's a way for you to vent. It's a way to get out your aggression. It's a way to, it, it's, a, it's therapeutic to be in a band, like, with people you like you know and mm. like doesn't matter how you're doing that day like just practicing gets everything out you know and 
actually like working on the new material we've all been super excited to do and we haven't been able to do it for months and it's it's just long <laughs> we, we wish we didn't have this terrible terrible government <laughs> <laughs> yeah totally feel you there terrible terrible scenario it's just again it just it sucks we've been working as hard as we can for your lockdown just like trying to like we've done working as much as we can like and eventually hopefully we'll be able to get back together in a practice room and just get finished you know finish the new material off and you know that's what we can't wait to do really yeah yeah well vanity's vanity's still being pushed by spotify so we're we're chilling with that at the moment like we we know the the song's been out for a, for a, over a month now so we've we've kind of we've calmed a bit down on the promotion of it but spotify's still sending it out to people so that's that's always nice to, to like wake up to you know that's amazing. And one of the things that I'd say about your band is that I feel like you've got like when um, Alex, I think you said about Royal Blood having it. And I genuinely believe that you guys, if I think Hive is a great song and I think Erase Me is a good song as well. But the thing is, is I think that Vanity is like a step up. I think it's showing a good evolution and strength of the band. And I think on Vanity alone, you've got it in all honesty and you, like from me itself i will be following your band very closely uh, and further down the line when you release more stuff you can come on the show again and promote it probably too big to do it but <laughs> we'll see um but i want to say with it and what you say about the live shows are very interesting and obviously you guys are very thoughtful as a band as you're thinking of many aspects and things and it's a very good way of doing it and to get yourself out there in the right way but with the live shows, it's like a lot of people don't value live shows as much as they should. And and the problem is, is especially in the alternative scene, when it comes to rap as well as heavy music with unclean vocals, unclean vocals live, if you can't do them and they can't pack the punch you want them to, you will immediately lose almost half of the listen in seconds. Yeah. And within rap, you've got the same, but with the flow. Yeah. So if you can't, like, you know, Eminem, for example, he's one of the best rappers ever, technically mm. speaking, and you see him live, he can do basically everything he can do in the studio because he's got that skill. But when you have other people, it kind of works with singing as well to a degree, but you can kind of get away with it a bit more. But when someone, you know, you hear them in the studio, you go, God, they're an amazing singer. Then you hear them live and they're crap you're like i don't really want to listen to them anymore it, it kind of leaves a sour taste in your mouth so the fact that you're thinking about the live stuff is really important too because i think in the alternative scene as well live performance i'd say is actually more important because i'd say if you're big enough in pop someone like Billie eilish who i do personally quite like um her music she could probably survive just on merch and spotify music mm. obviously she does big sellout webley tours and things which does help but with the alternative scene, you need that live stuff. You need the community that fits around the alternative scene. And with bands like Dillinger Escape Plan, Let Live, uh, Chariot, things like that, who are really wacky, crazy, and different, they have such fearsome energy live that anytime you see them, even if the music may be at that point, it isn't fully what you want. You feel the energy and you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, that energy alone is enough to want people to go you remember that band like yeah we saw like four bands play there was the main band we went to see and there were three support acts i don't remember those other two but that one band that went fucking mental <laughs> that one band that sounded absolutely amazing even if i didn't like the songs that much you recognize that they're all proper into it and playing at the top of the tier they're the ones that stay with you and in the alternative scene there's countless bands that i've got into that are support acts that i'd never listened to before or maybe i just checked out one single of theirs on um spotify or whatever itunes at the time probably and it was like yeah they were quite good they sound cool and then you see them live you're like fuck me this is mm. really what yeah. i want so the fact that you guys have said that is is really cool and is, is live performance your favorite part about sort of being in the band yeah 
I'd probably say like, I mean, I, I'm, I love the studio. I love the whole idea of like being creative, but mm. I think also like, this is probably like when I'm writing as well, when I, when I bring stuff to the band, I'm always thinking, right, how will this hit live? How can we mm. make a, like, it's, it's always kind of almost like we, we have this thing called oof moments in the band with the writing. Mm. <laughs> and the rule is right, if we're writing a song, it's got to have these like at least three oof moments in because we've got to think like, okay, if we were in the crowd, we were watching a show, <laughs> what would make us switch yeah, our lights what, what would what would make us like straight away like you know what would make us go oh, okay this is legit what would make us take our phones out of our pockets <laughs> yeah like you know i'd like to film you know to film it or whatever and i think yeah that's what you approach like it's always like thinking like okay i'm writing up like okay when this all hits will this make the room go crazy will this get mosh pit going? will this get the bounce pit going and i think if you're a high energy band you've got to have a high energy live show and and that's not saying like, you know, all great, you know, obviously live shows have to be like high energy. I'm sure like, you know, Shoegaze and Stoner music does really well by them playing, you know, you know, one riff for 30 minutes. <laughs> but like with us, definitely, it's kind of a thing of like, because we started, like, especially with Vanity Raise Me, it's kind of thinking, okay, as a small band, that's where we are now, we're still kind of hindered a bit by logistics in terms of like, you know, when we're traveling to gigs, it's usually in a hatchback. It's usually with guitars in our laps and we're usually crammed into it. We're, we're making enough to pay for the fuel for the day yeah it's good <laughs> but i think like as the band's grown and you know we've, we've gotten to the point now where i think we're, we're gonna start because like as currently at the moment we're working on the ep and i think the attitude of this ep is going to be okay like the live show for now like there's, there's still the mentality of everything everything still counts but we're gonna like be as creative as we can in the studio and all that sort of like add additional layers make the tracks sound amazing and that and then we're going to think right then it's going to be we'll bring it to the live show and we're going to make the live show even better and i think yeah that's the mentality we're going with people are not ready for this ep when when we get it done like if you think vanity is the next level like we're, we're we're going a few more levels for you like it's 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 going to be madness yeah just just even thinking about it and knowing how people could can can react to like the stuff the way we do and like we should be the ones who are super critical of it but i i i go crazy when i'm listening to it in my headphones like it's it's some good stuff and people should be very excited for that stuff to come out it's it's gonna be mad i was gonna say with um your own you spoke about it briefly sort of earlier keeping yourself grounded and things but i think what you said there is very important which is Artists have to have faith in their own music while also, as you said earlier, keeping grounded. You have to balance ego and confidence. And by the sounds of things, you guys have done that very, very well. And with the, with the writing process of the EP and things, I'm, I'm always intrigued to hear different bands have different methods of how they put music together. So how, how do you guys do it? Is there one member who does this thing more? Do you write the whole song first? What's your sort of general method for this EP? Um, a lot of the writing, it's kind of like, it's a lot of the writing we've done is mainly us kind of like it's it's definitely it's very much a practice room base to start off mm. and jamming and stuff yeah i mean most times it's kind of like one of us comes in it's like hey i had an idea or like you know it's going hey we haven't started a song like this before so let's try something like this and yeah it's yeah it's usually like the little seedling of an idea someone comes with into the practice room and we just kind of expand upon that and if we know the song is going to work if we can all kind of lose ourselves in it and make and have like just the creative energy when we're when we're playing through stuff. It's it, when you're it's, excited by it while you're yeah. playing. Oh yeah, there's nothing. Nothing compares to being excited while writing a song. Yeah. Like it's it's good. 
I think you know it's like and definitely I say like we're very like once even when we have the song done it's a thing of like right let's go back through this and let's like we'll go away for a practice then we'll come back and then we'll like we'll 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 always do like a recording on like our phones or whatever and we'll go back and we'll think okay we'll go away listen to it and we'll come back and we go okay right how can we change this how can we make this better and I don't think we've actually come to a like we, we haven't written a song yet where we've gone now we don't need to change everything that's fine like we don't need to change anything that's why like I think we're very much about like we're very openly critical I'd say of our music um in a good way in terms of like we'll go we'll go away we'll listen to it we'll come back and we'll go hey like I listen to this I don't think this works I make this work we can use this more and I've brought full songs to the band before where I've just written something at home and then the rule is if you bring a song to the band you have to accept it will sound completely different by the time it's finished <laughs> like, it will be a completely different song and I think that is the very exciting thing though of like the band like thinking like okay like, I'm gonna bring this in and we'll tear it apart put it back together again about three four times and eventually we'll have this song that we're all happy with and and you can still claim it's your idea exactly <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say it, it, it's one of those interesting things from where i've had friends and things who are into music and stuff everyone kind of um writes songs in a different way but one thing i found quite a lot is with solo artists i don't know if, if it's just some of the solo artists that i listen to but i find that solo artists generally excluding probably rap i'd say because that's more of a solo artist sort of genre but apart from that primarily i'd say solo artists when they write their own stuff normally with an album you've got more proportional of high amount of filler tracks i'd i'd say in my opinion just because when you've got a band that talk to each other communicate as you guys do and you all put things into the songs you don't write yourself into the corner in the same way because the amount of times i've had um like callum who introduced us um with his previous bands and stuff i used to live with him and one of his bandmates so i listened to a lot of their practices and things like that and occasionally there'd be like one song and one of them would be like yes this song is amazing and da, da, da. and you think okay if they were a solo artist they'd release it like that and then they do exactly what you guys have said, where they tweak the song, they change this bit. Oh, this riff is good, but it doesn't work in this song. Let's pop that in the other song that was missing something and bring it back. And you kind of put these pieces together of reconstructing and deconstructing and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And all of you guys having different musical interests while still being aligned in a lot of ways. It must mix together that culture really, really well. Like metal can be like Lego, can't it? Like mm. you can literally just build, you get, you write parts, you write blocks of metal and you can put it together however you like and like we we kind of we think about the vibe a lot and how how songs start and how how they grip you and it's like the, the 30 second listening rule on spotify like you've got to, you've got to try and keep people interested to not skip your song within 30 seconds so we we always want to make the intros to songs quite interesting um don't listen to a raise me after I say that comment because the intro is long as long as fuck. <laughs> and I wrote it. I take I take full on blame think, for that. <laughs> I think again though, like we definitely want to like we want like the first few bits of a song to go. Okay, this okay, this is this is new. This is this is different. This is kind of cool. But then we also like you know like in our head, I think we also have like a scenario where it's like say like you're being shown a song by a friend and like they show you the start of the song, like, oh this is cool. Like, yeah, you think that's cool. Wait till you hit two minutes thirty or like wait till you hit halfway through. <laughs> Cause we approach each sort of section is like, okay, each section will do its job. But we also like want to make sure that as you're listening through the songs that you get like you're constantly being hit with, oh I didn't expect that or like, oh okay, this is really cool. Oh God, this is amazing. You know, like we want that. Mm. We want Again, we just want to have those oof people to go, you know, the oof, like, 
I think the best way to describe it is like, you know, you're doing well as a musician when people in the crowd are making the stink face in terms of just like going, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm making the face and you can't see it, obviously, but you know. <laughs> the kind of, the, <laughs> yeah, face, that yeah. The kind of frowning, but happy frown, scowling face, well, and yeah, like, banging sort of, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sort of face. I call we call that our knocked loose face because knocked loose are probably the top band that we listen to that is just that <laughs> dirtiness but good dirty that sort of thing. <laughs> like uh, we we want we we're all like quite specific on like music that we like and like what what we don't like and we're very we 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 feed that into our writing and like I don't want us to put out a song that we wouldn't listen to, you know. For me personally, I think what noir is to me is the hole in my music taste that I always wanted to be there, but isn't, you know, Mm. like I've always wanted to be in a band like noir and like make this kind of music. And I haven't found many bands that do exactly what we do. There's bands who are relatively similar. Like, as you, as you mentioned, let live earlier, they, when I saw them live once, it was just the craziest show I've ever been to in my life. Love let live live. Jason Butler is like one of the coolest dudes on the planet. Like, hundred percent. I have a, I have like my little emo phase picture where I met him, and it was like it's, it's such a treasured moment to me. <laughs> and like that is that kind of thing. Like, Let Live were really different on their albums. Like, you you kind of you could picture them being uh, an upbeat band live and whatnot, but you you just don't know the extent. <laughs> like, yeah, Jason it, Butler's a bad it, man. <laughs> He's 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 uh, he's a robot of some kind. Like he's he's an he's an icon in 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 this in this scene, and people don't recognise that enough. Like I don't know. It's he's one of my favourite frontmen. I'd say like he's yeah, he's sure. not only mental. You see some of the, like if anyone's listening to this and doesn't know who we're talking about, literally just Google "Let Live Crazy" uh, live performance. Uh, I think there's a video compilation where he's like he dives into a bin and crowds stuff in the bin. Mm-hmm. He picks up flags and throws them around, and he does it with um, Fever Three 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 as well yeah. and Pressure Cracks. And I'd say he's one of the most undervalued frontmen of the whole alternative scene. And another little fact about Jason Butler, right? Yeah. Like you, you just find him popping up as a feature in songs, like, yes. and you don't even know it's him. Well, like, Poppy, you mentioned earlier, yeah, yeah Poppy, through, through Poppy, you the Poppy, one of the Poppy songs. Oh, uh, there was. Ask. It's like the the Wonder Years, one of my favorite pop punk bands. Like, yes. he, he did a feature on uh, I think uh, Stained Girls. Yeah, Stain. Yeah, there's a long title or something. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, even just like the little features he does with bands that aren't similar to the bands he's in at all, just it works so perfectly. Right back in the days when when I was into Pierce the Veil and stuff, like I, I still love Pierce the Veil. To be fair, what, what, <laughs> I, I, like I I don't skip it. It's <laughs> I keep it quiet. But like I I used to, I, I mainly listened to Pierce the Veil when I wanted to practice vocals back in the day because like. Mm. I, I used to take a lot of pride in being able to like sing the high notes without much pressure on my voice, but I said goodbye to that when I turned like twenty. <laughs> so <laughs> I try it. I now I can't like I, hives like too high for me now. Like it's it's a sad time. We're, we're going to lower it down to play it live. I think yeah. <laughs> like, just to make it more comfortable. But yeah, that, that the Jason Butler feature on um, that Pierce the Veil song. Oh, Tangled in the Great Escape is just yes. incredible. Oh, 100%. Like, and just Let Live's albums, they're all just crazy. And the Fever 3 stuff is crazy, but more electronica. Like, it's 
it's cool. It's, it's cool. That dude's got a got a lot of talent. Like, and he's a genius. If you see any interviews with him, he's one of the most well spoken and articulate people that I've ever heard. Absolutely, it's, it's insane. I mean, like I saw Fever Freaky Free recently, where they did a solo tour. Uh, but I say solo, mm. it was just them, and they managed. Like, this oh, time. so did I. Was that in Bristol? Yes. About it? I went. I was at that gig because it was. They no support, did they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just. Was yeah, and there's the disco ball from the light and the, from the whatever venue it was. There's a disco ball in there and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was at, yeah, yeah, I was in that gig actually. SWX in Bristol. Yeah, like and just like how intense, like just those three people, like the, the intensity of that live show and just the fact that he had the whole room and like, as you know, like, like he had the whole room in his hand. Like he did, he did like one song. I can't remember which one, but he did that in. Um, he took a keyboard into the crowd and like, mm. and he was just able. To be able to like just have that control over a crowd, and then also to speak to them in like such again, like you said, like such an articulate way. He is just again, he's just an incredible, I guess you know, not only frontman but like human being. Like he's he's just someone you want to like, you know, you just want to hear speak. Like if he did a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like like most people would just listen to it just to hear his opinion of things. Oh yeah, the dream would be to get him on here. I'd never, it's probably oh, never gonna yeah. happen. But that listen to him, I could probably listen to him talk for like five hours on like anything. Yeah, and like his his record labels like starting up and all that, and it's that's that's now like one of the band's like secret little goals in life is to is to find a way onto his radar because he's got like a, he's got like basically a new metal kind of alternative metal and rock label now, and they've signed like Nova Twins. And they've mm. Fever three 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 kind of run the label, and it's 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 dope. Like they they keep signing like new metal bands and rap rap core bands. So it's yeah. it's the thing. <laughs> it's it's it, he's definitely I mean, he's incredible. And also, I saw I saw Let Live at Slamdunk. I think it was a couple of years back. And um, when I met, you, I got mate, into, you might have been at the same gig as me. Because <laughs> that's where I got yeah. I got my poster signed from him and the Blackest Beautiful CD signed from him, and I've got it framed. <laughs> did he have Did he have the big beard and like a shaved head? I think like back so. I recall maybe sunglasses, but. Yeah, I, th- yeah. I think it was. Yeah, I probably was. I mean, I went to Slam Dunk like three, four years in a row. It was only the the last one I think I didn't go to. But it, it's people like that when the front men are not only great performances live, but they're they're everywhere, as you say. You, you kind of need to. It's, it's one of those things where he he's so open to doing anything that everyone probably kind of knows his name without really knowing it. And that's almost the goal, isn't it? It's just like to have your finger in so many different genres and being able to do all these crazy things. Because he's also one of the most diverse vocalists I've ever heard. So it, it's, I mean, this isn't the the Jason Butler variety album. It certainly sounds like it. <laughs> but if we if we loop back around to, um, to the EP, obviously you spoke about the writing process and things like that. But um, regarding the EP itself, um, have you got an idea of how many tracks it will be? And also... Is there a theme for the EP itself um, or the other songs more individual? What's the sort of uh, general feel of it, I'd say? I mean, I feel like definitely at the moment, I think we've got an idea. We've got um, a few songs written, but I think we're going to go back and kind of change a couple. So I think we're looking at around five, possibly mm. five, around five, maybe a couple of... Um, maybe yeah, maybe maybe the sixth one maybe a hidden little sixth one maybe like, we, <laughs> we'll it's all the stuff we're kind of working out now as we're kind of like we're entering a bit of the pre like we've been going through the pre-production stage and just kind of like we're going back over it we're going you know we're thinking what can we add in what could we do and we're just trying to make it become something that again just something that just stands on its own and is different and i think I don't know, regarding themes at the moment, that's, again, another thing we're debating. And it's kind of just like, mm. right, because like the important thing is 
with us, like we want to make sure that you know, if we release some music, you know, we've got something to say. You know, like we, we've got something that we want to say to the world. This is our take on it, and I think that's kind of what we're going to go back over and just think, okay, right, what do we actually want? What what do we want the message to be? What do we want? You know, someone is listening to it. What do we want them to kind of like take away from it? So I think that's kind of the thing we're going to be going back over. And because like again, when we started this writing this EP, COVID did it wasn't really a thing. Now COVID's a thing. And I think, so what, probably from that, we're all completely different people. And we're all, I'll say that completely different, you know, but like, you know, we've changed, you know, we've changed in, in many ways and we're, we're different. And I think eventually, like, it'll just be kind of going back over. It's like, okay, now what do we want to say? What do we want to do? And we, again, with COVID, what we've definitely got now is time to do that. So, <laughs> but, if nothing else. Yeah. So I think that's what, I think that's definitely what we'll be doing. And it's quite exciting that we'll get to do that. Yeah, I think I think we're we we're, we're thinking a lot about kind of replayability as well because we that's that's one thing that's tricky with up and coming bands like the amount of bands that I've even liked but I just listened to their song once and I didn't even save it just because I just forgot or something it's like it's just gone and you, you you really want a song to stick with you enough that you have to save it or you'll be afraid of never hearing it again you know like it's knowing knowing what's trendy and like what's what what people are appreciating in new music like even outside of metal just like in in mainstream music even like what what do people like right now and how do we how do we make it sound like noir without us like feeling like we're selling out about it you know mm. like it, it's still it, we we want to make everything super genuine but we we want to have that that replayability and that people will want to be lifelong fans, people who know what we are from one listen, you know, mm-hmm. and they could just take one look at our like social media and whatnot and just quite understand what we're about and then make quite an easy decision whether like yeah or no, you know. <laughs> mm. But there shouldn't be much debate on whether you like noir or not. If you don't, and that's cool, but if you do then they'll stick around yeah i agree and, and it's one it's, it's funny that you say that actually because there's been bands that i love i take stone sour is probably a good example where the first three stone sour albums um i absolutely loved them and adored them and then they released a double album which i'm always dubious of double albums because i think apart from system of a down i can't really think of one where both of them are equally good it's normally one part's weaker than the other but they released this double album house of golden bones and I remember listening to the first part and I was like, oh yeah, this is really cool. I really like it and things. And then the second part came out and I listened to it like once or twice through. And there was like two songs that were really cool. And the rest of it just kind of faded into the abyss. And I think after about a week, I was just kind of done. And it was like, they're one of, were one of my favorite bands. And then they released their newest album. I listened to it once and I'm like, this is just, it just sounds like every Stone Sour filler track. So it's also, try. obviously you guys, it's very different to Stone Sour because obviously Stone Sour, very established band. You've got, you know, as I said, five albums out and having Corey Taylor in it obviously <laughs> helps a lot but it's is it must be one of those things where trying to figure out to find your footing it is one of those things i think is one of the hardest things for bands starting out or almost any content creator in a lot of ways is just kind of figuring out 
what you want to do. And I think a lot of people kind of rush into things too quickly where, you know, they kind of, uh, almost as you guys, you know, you meet in a practice room, you jam, but what, what a lot of bands do, they go, okay, cool, we've jammed, we've got three songs that sound pretty good. Let's just go with them and see where it takes <laughs> us. And it's <laughs> like... A few, a few hundred quid to go studio and just record <laughs> those tracks. Let's do it. I mean, exactly. Cool. Turn out with like a broken guitar and like, <laughs> don't know all your parts and just you know giving the producer you know like it's one of those like if the producer knows he's paid by the hour he's like well i'm getting paid well tonight yeah. <laughs> um, the bass the bass player didn't come to practice but you're still gonna go i think like again but the thing is another thing you know definitely i think bands need to like especially when you're starting like you're starting out and it's like you know all that sort of stuff like it's okay to suck at the beginning you know it's okay to like write the song that it's great yeah. play the crappy gig and you know but like it's okay to like you know because like you know, like if we released the first like three songs we wrote, we definitely, you, you know, they were terrible. We wouldn't have had any chance now yeah. if we would have released the first three songs we wrote. Like it's like, definitely, it's okay yeah, to be that bad, but like, it's just something like, something like, you know, okay, like, yeah, we're not brilliant, but like, we're going to keep working at it. And we're going to keep trying hard and we're going to keep pushing. And that's, that's really what it is. And that's kind of really kind of been our kind of, I guess learning like it's trial and error, you know. It's like yeah, it's like that's what three songs in three years. Like it's because it, it, the fact is we we were still figuring out what our proper sound is, and we don't we we never wanted to put some songs like under the name Noir, and then in the future look back at it and be like that really wasn't us at all. So the fact is like there's going to be so much more content like in the future and people will be able to look back at Hive Raise Me and Vanity and they'll see the, like, the little progression that we had when we first started releasing stuff. And we're not going to have just that, that terrible EP that most bands have to start with. You know, we, we, we're going into this EP with, this is going to be everyone's first impression of us. We, we're treating it as if Vanity, Hive and Erase Me don't really exist. Like this is this is when people are going to find out about the band. This is our big push. This is this is because it's going to be multiple tracks, and all of them have got to be killer. Like you, you know, people are going to want to have a favorite track, but not have a least favorite track. That's a very good way of putting it. We, we yeah. want we want people to be excited about coming to the shows to hear that one song that they really like, but hear all this all the EP. Like we we want we want it to be very very just us, and we're not going to. We're not just going to throw something out there unless we're we're like five hundred percent positive on it, like because there's no there's no real second chance in the metal community with stuff like that. Yeah. You, you, unless you rebrand here, <laughs> which is a whole oh. start again, which is a nightmare. I mean, like it's just like as well. I think with us, like I think with, with the EP, like like we understand that, like you know, this is going to be the first impression and things. We also know, like okay, this isn't going to. We're not releasing this, and all like the next thing you know, we're headlining download. <laughs> you, know, like, you know, if that happens, I. I wouldn't complain. Heard it here first. <laughs> but like, you know, we, we know, but what we really want this to do is, again, for us to make our statement and kind of like put our flag in the ground and go like, right, this is our sound. This is what we are. And just get on people's radars, really. And just kind of like, you know, ultimately, like, it's what any band wants, you know, is like people to be talking about you and going, hey, have you checked out this EP? This is new. And like, that's it. But I'm also going to say, as we were talking about the EP a lot, I'm also going to say we do have one more single, which will be coming out soon. Uh, before the EP, which is the last one we kind of recorded with Vanity. So we do have one more single which will be coming out before the EP because uh, with the EP, most likely, we're going to be getting it ready and it probably, obviously COVID pushed everything back. 
So yes, we'll, yes. we'll see where that release, but that release will be coming soon. Before then, there is another single that will be released. That's awesome. Yeah, we, we, we recorded we recorded them both at the same time, Vanny and this other single. And we were intending on, because uh, we we, we, when we filmed the video for Vanity, we were like, right, we're going to go film the video for this other song too. And then lockdown happened. And so we, we, we've been sat in the awkward middle where we've got the song, yeah. we're, we're ready to film a video, and we just keep having to wait until we can kind of keep our trains back on the tracks, you know. We've had, we've had to take them off for a while. And... It's, we had plans. We had we had big plans, and like we had everything. Like like we got everything. Like we got um, <laughs> plan for the music video. Everything, merch, designs were ready. Uh, we were planning the PR kind of sort of stuff, and then as we were rolling, of course, COVID hit, and then boom. So I mean, we, we're talking to the videographer. Of course, it all just depends on when we're social distancing and all that sort of stuff. So it's it's going to be like we're looking for like this new single is like it's kind of like the tail end of kind of like the high raise me vanity area it's like it's another unique track it's it's a lot different to, to the other ones yeah and it's like it's it's very much it's got it's softer and heavier it's kind of again it's another unique tra- take on a track and with that one like we don't like again this isn't like um, the thing of like oh like we're talking about the EP really hyped and we're just going to throw this one out like we're very confident in this track and this track is just as important as the EP in terms of like, you know, like they listen to the EP or they listen to like Vanity, whatever, and then they come back and there's this like, oh, okay, there's a different side to the band. There's yeah, yeah, just like we're, we're more than just, um, I guess I don't know, it's like there's more to us, which is it. There's more of a yeah. palette. Yeah, yeah, really. It's, it's basically like a twin song to Vanity because it's 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 not not like it at all, like, but. If if once you've heard both songs, you kind of get us as a band, mm. and like what you what you can expect in the future, what like you you can see our like our range of what what we do, because like I I feel like I don't need to rap in every song. Mm. Like it's it I think some bands fall too much into their cookie cutter recipes when they when they think they're a certain genre. Like if 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 you're listening to a, like a new like deathcore song, you're like. You can tell when the, when it's going to start doing gutturals like ten seconds before it starts because yep. you just you can hear it. And so we I, we wanted to do a song that's super. It, it hits you really hard, but you it's 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 not really hype as as it's not really as hype as Vanity. It's like hmm. it's a lot more. It's a lot slower. It it it's it's got a lot more emotion in it. And I don't know. We like it's it's a song that we've had people cry to when we played it live (laughs) it's people have cried to it it's 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 we're hoping like we're hoping people don't really pin their opinion of noir just on this new song either it's kind of they need to they need to have heard vanity they need to have heard hive they need to have heard erase me like because that that's the thing with the band people who stick we don't want people to stick around for just one song because they won't get a full impression you know and because if we put everything that we wanted to do in every song there'll be like seven minute like operas like <laughs> we're not we're not quite between the buried and me yet like we, <laughs> <laughs> they're like one of my favorite bands ever but they're way too talented for what we're trying to do right now yeah. <laughs> those those guys are incredible like oh, um but yeah we're just 
we're just really excited to kind of we're we're kind of closing the chapter of the band where it is kind of pre-lockdown i guess Mm. and we're going into this ep post lockdown and it's it's going to be the next level up as well like we're everything's everything's going to be fun and games and there's going to be new noir music and people are going to hopefully enjoy it (laughs) that's that's awesome and um we're coming towards the end now but i've got a couple other things to say and then we'll start to go wrap up and things but i want to ask as well because there's a couple of things you said there that are really interesting and uh, someone i had on the podcast he's actually a blind gentleman um if so pretty inspirational in some ways and um, i was talking about podcasting and things and i said some of my earliest podcasts are a bit rough and he said well the thing is that people want to see you grow now obviously in music it's you know they don't want to see you release something shit and then just have that sort of ruin the name in a sense but the fact that you guys are open and saying like this is the way the way you've been talking about it, it almost sounds like uh hive erase me vanity in the new track are almost like the prologue and then the ep is like chapter one in a sense basically yeah, yeah dude like it, it is that is that's a really good way to put it like we've we've felt that way because it's kind of our uni years it's our university years where we, we did those four songs mm. and like Alex is still technically a master's student, but the, the rest of us, we're kind of in the big wide world now. Mm. We've, we've got to get proper jobs. <laughs> like, so we're going to try and make this EP so good that we don't have to find full-time jobs for so long. You know, I mean, we're trying to live, you know. I think, yeah, like definitely like the prologue is the best way to put it. Cause like, I think as you listen through those tracks, you can hear us finding our sound. And like, you know, like with Hive and Erase Me, you can tell it's like we were starting to, like we were writing, like, like you know, Hive especially, like Hive, you can definitely hear like, okay, we have something new here. We just, it needs tweaking. And then Vanity, you can hear it like, okay, it's becoming more aggressive. It's starting to, you know, turn this. And the new track is like, okay, there's also a melodic side to these guys. Okay. And then when they hear the EP, this is where we want people to be like, okay, these guys, are, these guys are here now. Okay, this is, they're established, they're here. They're going for it. And that's kind of really the aim, I think. And one of the things as well, one of the sort of last points is, it's one of the things that you said, Evie, which I found quite interesting, which is, I love uh, a lot of metalcore, a metalcore, and a lot of sort of when post-hard calls, the you know big thing, asking Alexandria of Mice and Men, those sort of bands and things, you know, slam dunk bands. With them, one of my big issues, and I said, is what I one of the biggest cruxes I found of a heavy band was having two vocalists. Now, not not to say. Not like if your drummer does backing vocals or if the guitarist does. I mean, having two people that only do vocals. Because I find that bands like uh, Issues um, and, uh, you know, Mice and Men, I think, to a degree. Certain bands, when you've got two vocalists, although Mice and Men, the singer, was a guitarist, that's kind of irrelevant. When it's just two vocalists, every song has to have someone shouting and has to have someone singing. And the problem is, is when yeah. you end up doing that, of Mice and Men, that's a very good example because they're like that. The, and the problem, not of Mice and Men, fucking hell. Uh, Oh, they've got to to move on is to grow. Now I've now I've brain stopped. Um, we came as Romans. Oh, we came as Romans. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now, the, obviously, one of the singers passed away recently, and the other guy can now do uncleans and cleans. So it's partially unrelevant. But you'd listen to some of their songs, and you'd go, okay, well, this is the core cool heavy bit, which is not the verse, <laughs> and then here comes the chorus to melodic, and then you listen to like a whole album of it, and it's ten songs, and you're like. Well, these yeah. two singles are by far better than everything else, and they all sound the same. But with you being um, a vocalist who's got such a wide range. Not only do you sort of, you can do rap, you can also do uncleans and you can do cleans, but also you specifically saying you don't want to have rap in every single song. That alone does, I mean, I was going to follow your band anyway because your tracks are amazing and it's been really great chatting to you, but that alone has really 
uh, always shone a light in a lot of things because that's one of the traps I find a lot of heavy bands get into as well. Whereas, the vo- as you say, like if a vocalist can do gutter rules, they will end up trying to do gutter rules yeah, far oh, too often and it doesn't fit. Song. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's not great. Like we like it, definitely back in the early days when we were doing gigs with just bands who weren't really our genre. Hmm. We, before they'd started playing, we we know exactly what they're gonna play, and it, they do it for forty five minutes, and it doesn't it never changes, and hmm, yeah. it 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 kind of fills us with faith in ourselves, you know, in 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 like a modest way. Like we feel like we have something creative that people can really suck like could like people could enjoy on like uh, people who don't necessarily like metal as a genre or people who only love metal as a genre like they can they can all find a, a bit of what they like in our music and we, we we like being the different guys like we we haven't really fit at a gig really yeah. We've, we've like we haven't had a lineup that suits us perfectly. We've all, they've always been a band that's a bit too heavy for our sound, or there's a band who not heavy enough for our sound. Because mm. we're definitely in the middle. Like we 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 don't play with like deathcore bands like on purpose. Like we, it's it's not our crowd because a, a lot of those fans do not like rap <laughs> and stuff. Very like, latest. Yeah, like we, we always want to play shows where people are going to, even if they don't remember us per se after the show, will be the, the band that they probably do remember. Like, hmm. it was, we, we, try, we try to make an impression every, every time we play. And that's, that's, it's a big point for us. Yeah. Like, we, we want to be different. We, but it's because we're all different people. Like, we're all very weird, like, <laughs> as we said. Yeah, I think, we embrace it. I think they're also, like, I think it goes back to the thing of like, you know, with the vocalist, like, oh, he can do guttural, so there has to be gutturals in the song. It's like the same with guitarists, it's like, oh, he's the guitarist has learned how to sweet pick. Oh, there's good, so there's definitely gonna be sweet picking in the song. And it's like I think it's one of the things that we kinda learned, like, you know, we went through the phase phases of it, but kinda learned, like, okay, just because again, it's like just because you can doesn't mean you should. And mm. yeah, with that, it's kinda like you knowing that the best like because let's face it, like most people don't really care if there's like like a two minute epic solo in the song or if like the vocalist is doing solo gutturals it makes your headphones break or whatever you know like i think what again people care about is just good songs and that's the thing that we kind of learn like i think the best kind of like example of that is kind of like system of a down like you, you know darren like the way sort of darren approaches the writing of the songs like you know he's not shredding he's not thing of that he's just doing simple chords and simple well, i say simple but you know still very good riffs and very mm-hmm. good you know sort of songs but like the structure just like you can tell the song comes first and i think that's something that we've always tried to like you know put first it's like well does the song demand i have this part no okay it goes then you know and it's always the mentality of what is this part actually doing what is this section actually trying to accomplish and if the answer is nothing it doesn't belong there and then mm. yeah you know, it's like less is more it's, yeah, and it's also like, you know, you've got to have the quieter bits and the breaks because that just makes the heavy parts hit harder, you know? It's mm-hmm. like, you know, why, why, why is there always a build to a breakdown? Because it makes the breakdown hit harder. We've, we, we've been through this kind of metamorphosis stage as a band where we've, we've done all the things we don't want to do now. 
like we've we've we figured what what those things are when we played them at like little shows or just written songs that have these sections that we didn't know we didn't want them in our actual sound until we did them you know like because sometimes it feels like you've got something going and people really enjoy it but it, it really doesn't compare to when you're just doing your thing and you can you you find it when you're when you're doing it like when when we're in practice and we, first, we did the first ever demo, demo of Vanity in a practice room. We just knew that that was, that was like our sound. No, no other band has come up with a song like this, we don't think. Like, we want it to be super unique to everyone who hears it. And we, w- we would all pr- hopefully save that song on Spotify if another band did it. That, that's the kind of, that's the mentality I have a bit. It's like, would I save this song if another band did it and I just heard it? you've got to be the thing that you want in <laughs> in music i think yeah like you f- you find yourself getting into it so much more and and people who want to be fans of your music are more inclined to be into it if you're into it and like that's that's why people have stuck behind jason butler's whole career bringing him back but like people stuck with uh, nearly every let live fan probably listens to a bit of fever 333 now mm-hmm. because it's it's just the guy. It's <laughs> you, his music is just him, and you know it's going to be a hundred and ten percent of what he's about in whatever he's doing. And people people know when they come and see us live, and like we hope in the in like the newer tracks and stuff, people just are hearing that we're passionate about what we're doing, and we all want we we're all like into this music a lot, and we want to want to bring something new, but like. It it brings back parts of I guess older new metal that you probably like. You know, I don't really know how to explain it. Almost like, parts that you didn't realize you missed. Yeah, it's like it's it's partly retro in a way. The the kind of the way we're doing it, it's it's modern retro, retrospective <laughs> almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was going to say is what well, with um as we'll get we'll start to wrap up as uh, we're coming towards the end, but just quick. Um, one of the things I noticed you said as well is um, it's been a common theme here is obviously uh, you appreciate your own music and things. And I think that with that specifically, one thing that will really help you guys with uh, after this EP is one thing I find with bands that often struggle with is if they want to change how their sound is a bit. One example I use to kind of bring me the horizon. I personally love relatively or bring me the horizon, um, but every album is very different to the last and a lot of people love it a lot of people hate that now with other bands you find that they release album after album after album slay is probably a good example where every album sounds exactly the same i call it kill switch engage syndrome because i love kill switch engage but if you listen to like a kill switch engage album it's a kill switch engage album like the with the ones with howard jones as the singer i think it's three of them they all basically sound the same a little bit different but that's kind of what they want in a sense but when you when you like your own music and as you described it it's kind of filling a hole that you didn't really know was there until you started writing this music and things once you've done that once the eps come out and things you can kind of go okay i'm a fan of this music what would i want this band to release next would i want them to do i feel like that this ep hasn't explored the heavier side enough or has it explored the rap side too much or what do i want as a fan to have in the next ep or the next release and from that as well as being you know the five members who are all involved in music in different ways i think that'll really help you guys with the evolution of what to do next as well yeah no yeah i definitely i think one of the best examples that is about is linkin park and i think me and evie will definitely both agree our favorite linkin park album is uh, a thousand sons 
which is the oh, um, yeah, album. Like I was listening back to that one the other day, and like that's a that's a lot more electronic and everything. And I think because like they were thinking about obviously like they came out with Hybrid Fairy and Meteoric, Meteor, I'm sorry, Meteor. Yeah, and they came out, and that was like that piece of the big sort of like you know new metal energy thing kind of like you know a lot more kind of like you know taking the new metal sound making it a bit more mainstream and then and then they did minutes to midnight which is a bit because obviously they realized okay new metal was kind of gone now we need to kind of start reinventing ourselves and that's they came up with um you know what i've done which is like you know a good mid noughties kind of rock hit and then they came out with a thousand suns which was to us they, they clearly got the point like okay we can do arenas we can kind of do what we want um we want to really experiment with electronic stuff now and I think because obviously, like with fans, it will like you know obviously that's you run the risk of doing that. You, you risk of losing fans. You also risk gaining fans because you know a lot of people like you know the Slayer, like Slayer, you know, like you know if you want to go to Slayer, you know exactly what you want. You want thrash metal. You want really aggressive thrash metal. <laughs> what Slayer is, and fair enough. And if Slayer goes like, well, we want to keep making this music, all power to them. You know, <laughs> like you know, no one's going to say you can't do it. Go ahead, and that people want go listen to it, but. And I think with us as well, like even the EP, like we understand that like we will bring in elements of other genres because that's just what we like in music. Um, we like bringing in other elements, and I think yeah, I think it'll come to a point where like we might write a few songs where we definitely experiment with different like you know sounds, samples, and everything. I think we're already planning that for this EP. So yeah, yeah and I think yeah, again, and I just think you know I like it when a band kind of writes something a bit different and kind of you know, but the band will definitely always be drums guitars, bass, vocals, it'll still be us five members. It'll still be us writing it. And whether it's different and new elements rather than, yeah, probably 100%. I definitely, you know. Like, I, 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 I think if you if you have a list of all of our listening histories, even like for like the last 24 hours between the five of us, it would just be the weirdest list of songs. Because, like, I, I don't listen to much metal really anymore. Like I, I've, I've taken a bit of a break from it because I, I think it's a bit, a bit saturated now. Like mm. even bands I used to really like, like uh, Barry Tomorrow and stuff. I kind of, I, I, I was going to listen to their new album, but then I heard a little bit and it sounded like every single Barry Tomorrow album. So, <laughs> like I, I have big respect for them. They keep it on going, but I, I just kind of, I'm over it for the moment. But I'll. Come back to it. I don't think lockdown has put me in like a metal listening mood, you know. I've, I, I listen to I listen to a lot of like karma music and composers and whatnot. I've, I just have a I have a weird music taste. Like it goes it goes around. But at the moment, I'm trying to think more about what 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 do I like in music and like why do I like it? And that that's a big it's a it's a kind of a big stepping stone for the EP. That I just you want it, you want you want it to be something that you've never heard before, and that people will understand that they've never heard it before. And I, I have a problem with when people can just make a really quick similarity between this new thing and small thing. Like it, it being unique is 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 the best way to be, I think. Like mm-hmm. and not it's it's not even caring about haters per se because we we know that there's going to be a chunk of people who don't appreciate our music and that's cool like we've always been cool about that like even when we're playing shows and there are people there who maybe don't want to stick around and listen to us because we're not their thing it's we don't take offense to that like 
our genre is a very tricky genre for people who don't like it. You know, if mm. if you have a soft spot for any any kind of new metal, we'll be all right. But there 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 are a lot of people who just don't want anything to do with our kind of music, and that's that's cool. So we we kind of we progress off knowing that we're doing something unique and people do seem to enjoy it. And that's, that's always a positive, you know, like we, we have, we have a lot of faith going into our music um, because we are passionate about it and we, we work hard and it's, it is, it's just, a you thing. can hear that in this whole conversation. I think what people will have hopefully taken from this entire thing is that you guys are passionate about it. You're musically articulate and also you've got, a plan without being too rigid of, you know, you didn't set off, you know, three years ago. Okay. Oh, we want to write, you know, uh, a rap metal album. And then that you were like, right, let's never change that ever. We're just going to stick with that. You didn't do that. You, you're allowing yourselves to be fluid enough to evolve. And that's one of the most important things. And so I'd say, um, it's been great talking with you guys. Um, is there anything you guys sort of want to add before we wrap up? Um, I can't think of anything now. I think we definitely seem to have covered a lot of, new single probably in like the next month or two we're hoping fingers crossed yeah. lockdown depending there'll be there'll be at least one song coming out at some point i guess uh, we'll just do a shout out to the socials so um yeah i'll be sure to share and all that sort of jazz i'll uh, i'll be sure to share all that sort of stuff was it heavy is it like at the band the yuk uh facebook that, and instagram that's facebook yeah uh, no, on instagram it's just at the band noir uh, you can just search N O colon I R on YouTube and you'll find some of us. It is uh, pronounced noir with, with the colon. <laughs> <laughs> we, if if anyone has a has a name for our fan base yet that we talked about in, in an interview the other day, like they, people are still trying to come up with uh, a, a name for noir fans. So noirlets, like a harlot, noirlet. Ooh. I don't know. That's a new one. That's that's going on the fridge. That's a good one. <laughs> I love it. We've got, got a list. <laughs> Definitely of like recommend like names. We will eventually choose one. Now, awesome. like, but, but yeah, that's awesome, dudes. I'll um I'll pop all the links and things in the description. People can find that. So uh, yeah, thanks a lot. Thank you, mate. Thanks for having us. Have a good one. And that's the end of the episode. Thanks as always for tuning in, guys. Make sure you go check out Noir on YouTube to check out the video for Vanity as well as the video for Hive. And make sure you follow them on social media so you can keep up to date with the other stuff they've got coming out. So coming up in the following weeks, I've got a chat next week with someone who has not been on the podcast before, but she has her own podcast. So I'm quite excited about that one. Hoping that'd be a nice long chat for us. Um, the next week being released will probably be that chat that I'm actually speaking about, but you know, don't want to name them just in case anything happens and things. I've already got the chat recorded with Paul and Emily of the Parent Guide to GCSE podcast, but I'm going to release that a little bit closer to the time of people going back to school and things like that. And I've also got a chat due with a friend of mine called Sean, who that's going to be in two weeks time, I think. And I'm also due to go on the Mandatory Marvel and DC podcast, which anyone follows my other podcast, Star Wars Comics in Canon, 
that is airs on the Comics and Motion feed. And Comics and Motion is the home of Star Wars Comics and Canon, the Comics and Motion podcast, as well as Tony Farina's Indie Comic Spotlight and Max Burns' Mandatory Marvel and DC. So keep an eye out for that. But I've also been on Indie Comic Spotlight. I went on that a little while ago to speak about the comic Second Coming. So I've included a link to a lot of these things in the description. So if you want more content and you're not interested in it being on the Genuine Chit Chat Travel channel and you're also not interested in it being Star Wars related then go in the description and I've re- I've been on Ask Win, I've been fr- Friends in Your Ears, I've done two sets of voice acting work for season two of the podcast Room. I've done lots of crazy things so make sure you go check those things out you know follow us on social media instagram twitter and facebook and leave a review if you can help it on itunes slash apple podcasts as well as anywhere else that you get your podcasts because it really helps the show out as the sharing the show among your friends family and anyone else on social media i do really appreciate that so that's about it from me guys really hope you appreciate this sort of longer chat and things that i didn't split in two thought it just worked a bit better as one whole chat and uh yeah really appreciate you guys listening and i'll talk to you next week